Hello everyone, welcome to Business Line Podcast. This is your host Nikita Anvargis and today we are in conversation with Mizbah Khadri, founder and CEO of Monifis Media. Hi Mizbah, welcome to Business Line Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today. Hi, hi Nikita, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me here. So uh, Mizbah, you were previously working with Dense Wages, right? Correct. I was working with the PR division of Dense Wages, which is known as Perfect Relations. Mm-hmm. So I just want to understand what made you take the leap of faith and you know quit your corporate job. Um, actually, it was not so much of a leap of faith. It was a leap filled with a lot of uh, confusions, and uh, I was pretty hesitant, apprehensive. I was not sure what I was going into, but um, all I knew was that I really enjoy the work that I do, and I wanted the kind of scope and space to be able to work independently. And I, I think it was all the trigger was by COVID, and mm-hmm. uh, while I was. working about you know we were all working my entire team there we were working for hours every day and we were like pitching for clients every day we were doing numerous things you know apart from our designated krs we were fulfilling so many other roles and all of us are working beyond ours and i realized that i have the capacity to actually work more and above and beyond my defined role and i thought oh, why not explore why why not explore this side of the business why not you know try this and i enjoy doing what i do so why not take a you know leap even if it may be filled with a lot of confusion and uh, i was fear but yeah i did and uh, so i quit my job in the middle of the pandemic and people were all around me they were like are you crazy i mean this is the one time when you should not be playing you know misbah this is okay you just draw the line here of acting crazy and this is not uh, working out and you should not professionally personally everybody around me was saying the same thing but uh, i have this sort of a stubborn streak and i opted to not just quit my job i left the city i left everything i moved to goa and uh, yeah i started my founded my company it's called monofis media so i mean i'm sure that the journey was not at all an easy one i just want to understand what challenges you faced along the way challenges i think the biggest challenge there's so many as a i don't want to say a woman leader or a woman founder or a female founder although i don't mind any of those tags but i think it's very essential to acknowledge and address the fact that it's not the same sort of trajectory the path of you know leading a business for a man and a woman that stands true and for any woman who's sort of sort of starting a business be it with the backup of uh, of your family members or friend support or all by yourself it's a very difficult journey and all of us i'm sure would relate to it all of the women i i faced uh, things like you know belief in myself first of all although i had conviction in the kind of and quality of work that i could offer i was not very sure how others around me would respond to it because clients and founders other ceos whom i used to speak with as a representative of a larger brand i was now speaking with the same you know set of people uh, representing my own a very very small a very tiny a very niche sort of a brand so it was uh, self conviction was a huge issue and mm. which i have been building and i'm still in the process of building it because i had never faced these kind of rejections the volume of rejections has been <laughs> enormous right. and it really takes a toll on your ego mm. and uh, your entire sort of self belief because i was like i am the best at what i do mm-hmm. but this was before actually you know being responsible for other people around me for other 
know, when I'm just uh, sort of uh, helping others also mm-hmm. make the bread and butter, and I'm completely reliant on my skills of pitching and you know reaching mm-hmm. out to other CEOs and convincing them that we are the best at what we do. So I think that was the biggest challenge. And uh, yeah, accessing funding it took me a long, long time. It took mm-hmm. me about almost a year to actually finalize on funding mm-hmm. and be able to get the kind of funds that I needed to register my company to get things going on ground. Right. So yeah, I think these were the main uh, sort of challenges. Otherwise, people have been there. Have I won't say that it's only been challenging. Of course, it's been very. Some people have been very, very supportive. People who have seen me work in my previous role, and they've also been. Yeah, post COVID, I think there's been a wave of empathy and compassion in general amongst people. So that's been good. So you had mentioned uh, being a female entrepreneur has been quite difficult for you over the past few years. Society has become a lot more accepting of women in leadership positions, right? And Correct. today we've yeah. got more women running Fortune 500 businesses than at any time in the past. But mm. uh, despite this, we still see a very, very small percentage of women in top positions. So mm. what do you think is the reason for this? This, uh, oh, most of the, you know, just recently I made a remark uh, to a colleague that most of the boardrooms, you walk into a boardroom and it's completely a boys locker room. You know, it's entirely that. I yeah. think it's at both ends because as women, even if I was to be promoted to a senior position, it's very simple things like... Uh, would I be able to stay back late? Because most of the meetings and most of the bondings that you have with your senior management, these meetings can go on you know, till late in the night. Would mm-hmm. As a woman, would I be comfortable doing that? The assumption usually is that a woman would sort of, bringing in a woman in that kind of a pool would create chaos or would create you know unnecessary drama. All of this is assumption, of course. But that's what happens. And even as women, we ourselves lack the you know confidence to be able to be a part of such a team. I think that is a very, very important, very small aspect, but it's very, very important. And uh, otherwise, tapping into and understanding the potential that women leaders have, that is something that is not really happening right now. We, have seen, we are seeing such uh, incredible entrepreneurs coming up, female entrepreneurs. And uh, even then, there is this kind of doubt, there is this kind of... Um, you know, lack of confidence in women and in women leading their teams, especially during COVID, if you've seen, uh, mm-hmm. during the times of crisis, women leaders have emerged as such strong and capable leaders. It's fantastic. I've seen in my own, I mean, professional capacity, all women around me, they've sort of really taken hold, taken charge of their teams at home, managing so many layers of responsibilities and seamlessly as if, you know, it was sort of by default, they've taken it up. Fortunately, I don't have um, any such responsibility at home since I'm, uh, I live alone, I'm single. But there are women who are taking up responsibilities at home. They're taking up so well. So... I don't understand why there is still this lack of confidence in women being able to lead teams across Mm. sectors, across the spectrum. But yeah, that lack of pay gap is there. And there's so many issues, there's so many problems. But uh, the reason I think comes down to the same thing that there is lack of confidence in women's talent. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that most of these boardroom meetings are all dominated by male um, colleagues by male members and Mm. they think that bringing in women might be you know might just create unnecessary drama so a lot of these people say that women in leadership positions um, you know they tend to be more compassionate than men and that often works against them what are your thoughts on that yeah I think that is exactly the kind of equation we need and that is the balance that women can bring in bringing in the equilibrium of compassion 
and i don't know if i should call it aggression but assertiveness that exact equation is what we need which was seen during covid and now the world is forever divided into a post covid and a pre covid era and yeah. now you can see women have really shown this is not to say that you know men are any way in any sense less uh, i'm not trying to sort of compare the two women can really lead uh, mm-hmm. teams across the spectrum and uh, yeah i think the quotient of compassion that is brought in by women that is what we need i'll just give you an example um we in my profession we communicate a lot with uh, journalists with senior uh, journalists um, all around the clock and um, i've had in the you know covid times unfortunately there were so many journalists who were at and all of these are very very fine journalists and they were facing issues of you know unemployment and that had suddenly come in and it was it was amazing the kind of bond that the pr industry the image management industry and the journalists sort of formed automatically you know so a lot of women were immediately first they were the first uh, sort of they were the first to be laid off even when it came to journalism and that was my experience and they were the first to let go and um, that was something I, i mean that was something that i noticed i observed during that time yeah. and um, i think um, the fact of like you mentioned compassion in mm. the pr industry pr industry is also predominated by women completely i think about 70 to 80% it's or even 90% it's all women mm-hmm. folk and because of that compassion we had you know a lot of journalists folk moving in transitioning to this side of the fence and that really played a great role in the right. whole process so have you faced any situations where you know you were discriminated in the workplace because of your gender oh <laughs> countless times i'm sure even you would you would mm-hmm. uh, agree to this any any Definitely. woman would completely there cannot be a single uh, woman i think especially even if it's india or the west every woman has undergone some or the other kind of uh, discrimination when it comes to gender casual sexism you know just mm-hmm. passing just these casual remarks like i have worked on uh, swachh bharat abhiyan mm-hmm. and i used to go out for shoots and i would just be uh, shooting something and i would have the crew with me and one person they would just be like are aapko to sirf glamour quotient ke liye laaye hain yahan pe hum kaam to hum pe chhod do <laughs> and there would just be like you know mm-hmm. followed by laughter I mean, there was nothing funny there was absolute i mean we need to get better jokes so <laughs> that was really really yeah. so upsetting and humiliating i was just standing there alone because it was all men in the room and mm-hmm. it was supposed to be funny so uh, <laughs> that was really uh, sad but happens a lot of times once uh, i mean one instance i just walked into we were meeting a potential client mm-hmm. and uh, i had my team with me which was all men and mm-hmm. most of them were like older to me also and uh, the client you know immediately sort of gravitated towards one of the men thinking that okay he is the boss he is leading the team I, so i mean there that's something which is how, why would you assume that he is the leader he is the boss and i have to and me coming forward and saying that you know showing that no i am the boss makes me look aggressive makes me look um, irrational or uh, you know <laughs> trying to assert power so all of that so i wouldn't need to do that if you didn't assume right right so yeah happens to all so, of us <laughs> i mean according to you you know if someone else if another woman faces a situation like this what do you think is the best way to handle it in the most graceful way uh, i think it's very very important that women find their voice and don't think twice 
before making sure and making it known that you are uh, important or you're chosen for that position on merit a lot of us women sort of feel guilty and sort of don't feel that we should own up our accomplishments or own up the kind of power or the position we are in and sometimes we feel guilty or sometimes we feel overwhelmed or especially young girls starting off in their careers they're so confused they are so hesitant and they are defined by that a particular role a leader should look like this a leader is who a leader is a, a middle aged or a you know a finely dressed young man who can who leads the team and that and he's aggressive he's bossy if he says he gives out an order to you you follow it but if a woman does it she's on a periods you know that's the kind of image that we have and we need to come out of it and there's this stereotypical typical image but i think somewhat to certain extent it's also true that women can be a woman's enemy uh, this might sound very uh, controversial or this might sound very wrong but even if a young bride walks into her new family when she's married you'll often see that she's facing a lot of issues from the mother in law and the father in law mm-hmm. which is a general i think this is what i believe and uh, so i think we need to make paths easier for other women around us mm-hmm. if i am growing if i'm learning something it's important it's my role it's my duty to share it with other young women around me because at that age at that stage it's very very overwhelming and confusing for young women and especially with all of these other factors making life difficult for them so all of the women my advice would be all of the women it's for not for the younger women it's for the older and more senior uh, women that we need to be responsible for leading the way for the younger generation for the younger women because for them to again expect add one more expectation to them would be unfair i think they already have a lot on their shoulders but we've gone through all of that and we've experienced over the years the kind of uh, tensions challenges anxieties that we've gone through we can ensure that they don't have to necessarily go through the same and and these senior women in leadership positions right they also mm. have a lot of pressure on them and uh, especially you know like we already talked about women do tend to be a little more compassionate um mm. and uh, like you said the stereotypical image of a leader is aggressive and bossy so you know they're mm. two two worlds apart my question is how do women find or strike that perfect balance between you know being empathetic and firm as well um i think women it's important that women just be Mm-hmm. it's important that we are just let to be the way we are because uh, by default by birth we have this uh, i don't know if we come with this talent by default but uh, we have this ability to multitask mm-hmm. we have this ability to transition into roles of leadership if you see at homes to manage and organize a house is i think one of the most difficult tasks try doing it when i've tried doing it myself it's extremely difficult how no matter how small and insignificant it might seem it's not just about managing your role professionally i think at home managing a home is itself so difficult and most women in india they are able to do it so well that is just a reflection of how well a woman can manage and she is displaying qualities of compassion empathy all of that along with you know coming across as the bad cop so mm-hmm. she is managing all of that on her own so well and the same can be reflected you see uh, professionally for most of us so that happens and striking the right balance would be just by being because we have the innate quality of multitasking of being able to take leadership it's just that we don't have conviction enough conviction ourselves 
It's just that we doubt ourselves. I was just recently watching this video where uh, this lady was saying how uh, you ask a man that, you know, how come you reach this position? How come you manage to get this contract signed? And he'll say, because I'm awesome. You know, <laughs> that will be his response. You ask the same question to a woman and she'll immediately, she'll say, um, uh, you know, I mean, I got the support of my seniors. I got the support of my team members or, you know, I've worked really, really doubly hard and uh, I've had to work overtime and all of that. So there'll be so many things that she'll be attributing her success to. So mm. many aspects. Instead of just owning it that, yes, because I am bloody damn good at what I do. So uh, that is the one thing I think that's missing. How mm. men are so much more confident in what they do. Sometimes even overconfident mm. <laughs> in some cases. So mm. yeah, we need to own up. Uh, and that's where we already have the right balance. We have the right instincts. We have great intuition. So we just need to own up to it. Right. You know, speaking of this, I had recently come across this survey where we have job descriptions for each job, right? And apparently men go through these job descriptions and if they even fit the bill like 30%, they'll still apply for the job. Whereas women, <laughs> they need yeah. to to be a hundred percent fit before they're confident enough to actually go and hit that apply button so yeah just yeah. To to the fact that this is definitely something that i think uh, women should actually focus on you know try to uh, become a little more confident in themselves for sure so thank you so much uh, Ms. Ba, for these great insights uh, i think with that we'll be drawing this conversation to a close um, have a really nice day and thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you so, so much. This was a lovely opportunity and uh, it was lovely speaking with you. Felt so comfortable and relatable. It was amazing. Thank you, Nikki.